Hey everybody, it's John. We had a great conversation with Ian Mondro. A couple minutes though, we wanted to to make you aware that latest monthly chat, if you're listening to this show prior to Sunday, April 22nd, that that's the day of the chat. It's at 7 p.m. Eastern time. And Wendy's going to talk a little bit about the topic and what we're doing. So we really wanted to lighten things up a little bit. We've been, there's a lot of serious stuff going on and, and you know, we we want to keep things light and fun. So we want to talk about some of our favorite fictional HR characters, the Toby Flendersons, Cat Burt's, Bob's from Office Space, SNL's Claire from HR. Get your Google out and find them. We'll share those as well. Just kind of talk about what can we learn? How can we be better? Bring your favorites along and let's just have some fun. It's been pretty serious. We are, uh, we've got some great topic ideas that everyone's shared with us back in our December chat and want to incorporate those as much as we can and also have some fun. Right, John? Absolutely. And if you haven't taken part in the chat, give it a chance. Yeah. If you're enjoying what we're doing here, it's a chance to do it with a lot more people, not just people you may know, but <laughs> not people that have just been on the show, but other folks and people from all over the world should pop up for it. Without any further ado, we'll go forward with Ian and we'll see you Sunday at the chat. Thanks. See you Sunday. Hello, welcome back once again to the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast. This is episode 11. John and Wendy talk to Ian Mondro. I'm your host, John. And I'm Wendy. How are you, John? We've talked fun about weather tonight. <laughs> we've talked, as always, we seem to have technical issue fun, but yes. we've solved that. You know, I'll say it's you're dealing with snow. I, I've dealt with snow this week, and our guest to call the sunnier climbs of Florida. <laughs> He has gotten out of the snow. Uh, yes. Excited to have him on board. Uh, part of the HR Social Hour from early on and certainly sharing things on Twitter and such with the hashtag and all. And so, this, as I say, this is a reschedule, not a redo. Wendy, I'll let you make the introduction and we'll get started. Yes. Oh, we are super excited to have Ian Mondro on the podcast today. He is an experienced human resources and training professional with over seven years of experience. He graduated from Albion College with a bachelor's in psychology and a master's in industrial organizational psychology. As a certified HR professional, Ian has worked in a variety of industries, including automotive, manufacturing, aerospace, telecommunications, retail, and consulting. He is a dedicated learning and development professional, and he works with corporations to establish a centralized training department which identifies learning needs, implements learning technologies, develops custom training material, and facilitates training sessions for internal employees. Ian, that is awesome. Welcome to the podcast. And our first oh, question is, what's in your glass tonight? <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, I just finished dinner at a restaurant and just had a berry mojito. I will stop at one, but I had a berry <laughs> mojito, which is quite fantastic. <laughs> that sounds like a tasty beverage for our particular show. Yes. You know, we always start with that. And then, you know, my first question is always, Ian, is how did you get into human resources? Um, I won't take the whole 30 minutes telling you it's a long story, <laughs> but I went, I've always loved psychology. And then when I went to undergrad, one of my professors actually worked at this, one of the state prisons in Michigan and took us to facility. And it was then that I realized to work with inmates and actually do assessments. Then, it was then that I realized, okay, 
clinical psychology is fun to learn about, but not really my cup of tea to practice. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, um, so, you know, started looking into other options, fell in love with social psychology, which then led me to industrial organizational psychology. And from then, you know, I went off, got my master's in that, and just kind of, you know, a lot of people in I.O. tend to go into the HR realm, and that's kind of what happened, that led that, that destiny. Wow. Very cool. You know, I.O. is kind of uh, along these lines, but what was the draw for you to move towards um, a focus in learning and development? I think you hit the nail on the head. It, it, there is that draw in the I.O. IO psychology, but I.O. is also very broad. But for me, I love mm-hmm. learning and development because it, it's a balance of creativity with, you know, those everyday tasks. So it's like I'm going to be doing some instructional design today, which cause, requires extensive creativity. But today I'm also going to be doing more facilitating, which requires more mm-hmm. the presenter side. So I love the diversity that it entails. Ian, you mentioned, I think you mentioned in your in your bio, and I know th- I've read, seen some of the things you've shared online. You've been tasked in the past with developing a training department from scratch, from ground zero, from nothing to completion. What were the greatest challenges you faced with that experience, and what would you tell others if they were given a similar task? People who were who were in the industry would probably agree with me. The hardest task whenever you're coming into an organization is managing change. People are used to, this is how we've always done things, this is what we've done it. So change is to come in and say, okay, that's great. Here's how we're doing it now. <laughs> it's always a little bit of a challenge. So you really have to, that's kind of when the salesperson in me comes out and I really have to sell it, you know, and communicate the benefits of it. And so I will say, you know, getting people to change their mindsets is very challenging. In addition to that, if you're a person like myself who came in, they had no formal training development, individual building, your credibility is also critical in managing that change. And a lot of that has, the way to address that, honestly, is just being very open with communication, explaining the benefits, having, you know, gaining support from the top and from around the organization, and just understanding that the change isn't going to occur overnight. I think that's the key is sometimes we get so excited about the change when it doesn't happen fast enough, we tend to lose interest or are unable to keep that momentum going. How do you, how do you keep that momentum going? I'm kind of going off script here, but (laughs) (laughs) that's okay. You know, I think a lot of that comes from having a great boss. I'm very honored. My supervisor right now is phenomenal and very supportive. And, you know, I am a training department of one, so I don't really have anyone else to converse with about my, the issues I'm talking to, but she's been very supportive throughout the whole thing and offered me counsel. Uh, I don't want to say counseling, but support. <laughs> <laughs> Some days maybe she does offer me counseling, yeah. but but you know, having that support throughout the whole process, you know, when you're really kind of feeling down when things are going the wrong way, just, it just helps lift your spirit. So I really have to give her a lot of props for supporting me throughout the endeavor. So you mentioned in one of the chats last year that taking part in improv classes has really helped you in your career. Talk a little bit about what you've learned from improv classes. So much. So the premise of improv, if you ever take an improv class, the first thing they'll ever teach you is the whole behind, the whole approach behind improv is yes and. So mm-hmm. if someone comes in and says, let's go canoeing, you say yes and I'll grab the paddles. You don't say no, I don't want to go canoeing because that doesn't make for an exciting scene. Sure. So kind of I've implemented the yes and philosophy in my life because when people come to you and you don't and, you know, you don't want to say the answer no because that immediately gives people that bad taste in their mouth when you say no. So you can say yes. And here's how we can, you know, maybe find a middle ground or something. So that's one reason it's really helped me in my relationship. And it's, in addition with that, it's helped me to kind of roll with the punches, understanding that 
things happen, you know, when you go into a meeting and it's, you're hoping this is what you're going to get out of it and it just changes directions, that you're just comfortable with it. Like, okay, that's the way we're going. Because in improv, you never know what's going to be thrown at you. Your scene partners, you, they always tell us, don't go in with an idea because your scene partners are going to totally go the opposite direction <laughs> no matter what you do. And it's so true. I would say those are probably the biggest benefits. And also, I love most of my adventure strategies, most of my improv games in my training classes. And people, you know, people at first are like, oh my God, I don't want to do this. But then they get really into it. They're like, oh my God, that was so much fun. I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> so really just kind of brought a different perspective to my whole, you know, business and learning development aspects. That's very cool. Maybe I'll have to do that. <laughs> Strongly recommend it. I mean, it is, yeah. you know, I went in taking one class thinking, oh, I'm just going to do one just for fun to help me public speaking. Here mm-hmm. I am a year and a half later still taking classes. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, now it is time for everyone's favorite part of our show, the half hour question connection. Do you remember how you first connected with us? Twitter years ago, and I have to admit that I'm not as so great as the Twitter as I used to be. Um, I was actively involved with hashtags and the hashtag tracks. Chats. So I believe that's how we all connected was through all those chats and, you know, regularly seeing each other participating in those chats and sharing ideas. And I know I've taken some great ideas from you guys and from all the other people in the Twitter world. Ian, can you talk a little bit about how networking has helped in your career and what's been really effective for you when it comes to networking? So networking, honestly, for me, the biggest thing from networking, um, especially when you're a department of one, is Getting the getting people who you can bounce ideas off of because so many times I'll just get into my you know you get your writer's block and you have you just like how can I make this more exciting and like either I'll go on Twitter or I'll, you know call a colleague who I've maybe met through the networking and just kind of say like hey I just need some idea someone to bounce ideas off of so it's really helped me keep my ideas fresh when I don't have those resources within my current role. I think that's key. That's that's just successful networking right there. How do you enjoy giving back to the HR community? I don't really know if I do, to be honest. <laughs> I hate to admit it. I should be more involved, but um, my job has been very demanding that I kind of take a step back. I do try to blog whenever I can or get on Twitter when I can and, and you know, attend seminars, but I can't say I'm really giving that much back. I should be giving back much, much more, and <laughs> shame on me for that. Well, I think I think to your point, though, I've seen a lot of the things that you've shared, particularly on Twitter and Mm-hmm. And more than what many people do. Right. You know, we can always certainly do what we think we can, but no, I, I would say you're certainly visible and, and sharing. And I know I appreciate when I see the things yeah. that you have out there, but I guess to that end, you know, beyond the giving back piece, especially you mentioned, you know, with the being a department of one and continuing to learn and develop in your own role, who do you like to read or follow when it comes to gaining HR insights? Oh, what, you know, and I should have wrote it down. Shame on me. I can't remember her name, but she is phenomenal. She always has these best posts. And I keep, Megan McKe- on Twitter, Megan McHero. Megan Enviro? Yes. Okay. Yeah, always- I know Megan. Oh, yeah, she's know awesome. Megan. And I always like try to get her attention. I'm like, I'm retweeting you. I'm retweeting you. <laughs> like, you're my Twitter celebrity. Um, I love, she just always has the most fascinating articles. So I love following her on Twitter. You know, I also love seeing the Disney Institute, obviously, from a learning and development perspective, tweets and posts some amazing articles as well from leadership development perspective. So I love following them. On, on there as well. And of course, I'm guilty of following my uh, celebrity celebrity people as well. <laughs> Got to have my uh, Britney Spears on my, on my Twitter feed. 
You gotta have some fun. You, you said you were gonna be the Britney Spears of HR, so I will include that in our notes. But yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Oh yes. Uh, I promise not to shake my head. <laughs> all right, that sounds like a good idea. <laughs> so, Ian, what is your favorite movie? So, don't laugh because it's kind of silly, but I'm obsessed with the movie Lilo and Stitch by Disney. Oh, I love uh, that movie. Yeah, my best friend and I since high school have been obsessed with it, and like we literally could cite every line in the whole movie. And she actually just had a little girl, and so Aww. like every time I go to visit her in Kentucky, I'm like, oh, I brought you a stuffed stitch doll, and she's like, oh, she's more into Moana right now. I'm like, what? <laughs> like that no, is unacceptable. <laughs> so yeah, that is definitely my obsession uh, when it comes to movies. It's I have to movie. say, I think that's the first one. That's the first time that that title has come up. What about uh? Yes, it is. What about your favorite musician or band? Well, I mean, Britney Spears. Hello. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, she's flawless in my mind. <laughs> oh my goodness! Uh, I know a lot TV? of people. Oops, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was gonna say, I know a lot of people are probably cringing right now for me saying that. No. There's, I'm sure there will be others that people... There, there's At least we know Brittany. We know who she is. There's been some others that I'm like, I need to look that up. Oh, jeez. <laughs> it's been some obscure ones. So what That's is your funny. favorite TV show? You know what show I'm obsessed with right now? And honestly, it's called... It's on... I believe it's on ABC. I have Hulu, so I don't know what's on what channels anymore. But it's called American Housewife. And the woman literally reminds me of my grandmother because she just has absolutely no filter whatsoever <laughs> and so like i just remember the first episode was like her neighbor was moving and she wasn't upset that her neighbor was moving she was upset because after her neighbor was moving she'd be the fattest person in town <laughs> so it was just like the most hysterical show i, I still watch it obsessively oh my and gosh. you were actually not the first person to bring that show up so really no yeah, someone else did yeah, yeah. oh put that up too so yeah there's there's maybe they're watching on hulu as well but yeah there's a fan base for sure yeah I, so we're not you're, alone if you're not watching lilo and stitch if you're not following britney if you're not watching american housewife what else do you like to do outside of work when you put away the hr the learning and development tools each day what else do you like to do you know i hate to admit it but improv has really come to consume my life you know like i said it's amazing that i started with one class and here i am but i have become very active in my comedy theater you know, to continue to take classes every week. I usher with them a couple times a week, go see shows. So that's really kind of become an obsession of mine. Outside of that, you know, I do spend a lot of time. My mother's my best friend, so I spend a lot of time with her, catching up with her and my dad over dinner. So I always make sure I make time for my family. Awesome. So, Ian, if you weren't in HR, what do you think you'd be doing professionally? Maybe I should also add besides stalking Britney Spears. So. Besides stalking Britney Spears. <laughs> that, that would probably be accurate. Honestly, I would um, probably do something with fashion. Yeah, I've always um, but not, I've always really been into fashion and trends. Not the retail side, obviously. I did that for many, many years, <laughs> and I'm over that. But yeah. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe you would have saw me on uh, what's that channel where they do, like, E or something. You know, say yes to the dress or whatever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That would be awesome. Well, Ian, I, I want to congratulate you. You you successfully survived the question connection. You you survived the conversation overall, and I, I thank you again. It, uh, it was a bit of a challenge to get our time set up together, but you know, as someone that has been supportive of the 
social hour from from the outset. I, I really am glad we were able to to finally make this yes. happen. This is your chance now to let the listeners know. Even though I know you say you're not out there much, what how how would you like our listeners to get in touch with you? Or anything you want to share? You know, I'm always as I said earlier, I love networking with people. I love brainstorming. So uh, I would suggest people reach out to me on LinkedIn. I pretty much use that as my connection bible, my connection hub. They could also reach out to my Twitter handle, which is just Ian Mondro. That would probably be the two best ways to reach out to me. We will put that in the show notes. And mm-hmm. Wendy, how about you? What's the best way for our listeners to get in touch? Best way to find me is always on Twitter. Uh, that's my favorite way to connect. I am Wendell93, W-Y-N-D-A-L-L-9-3. Or you can follow, follow me on my blog, mydailyjourney.com. Daily is D as in dog, A-I-L-E-Y. Also, be sure to join us the fourth Sunday of each month at 7 p.m. Eastern for the HR Social Hour chat on Twitter. John, how about you? So you can always find me on Twitter at John, J-O-N, underscore Thurmond, T-H-U-R-M-O-N-D. Happy to connect on LinkedIn, too. And if you want to connect there, I just ask if you'd send me a personalized note to let you know you found me through the podcast or chat. I'd appreciate that. If you have questions or comments about the show or monthly chat, you can send us an email at hrsocialhourpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook if you search HR Social Hour. You can find the show at hrsocialhourpodcast.podbean.com. We're also available on iTunes, the Podbean app, Podchaser, hrpodcasters.com, and Google Play. I should probably record this and just put it at the end, but if you like what you hear, we just ask to rate and review us. It gives us more visibility out there, uh, particularly with iTunes. If, if you have the ability to give us five stars and write a review, it really does help. It gives... It boosts our uh, recognition, and as people are searching for podcasts like ours, we get in front of them that much easier. So, uh, again, Ian, it's been a pleasure. Appreciate you having us having you. My with pleasure. Us Thank, Thank you for being so flexible. And, and absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And so, for the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast, this is John. And I'm Wendy. And as always, be sure to connect, give back, and network. Network. Take care, everyone. We'll see you. Bye.